this one's going to be a hard one to stomach for a lot of people because these are always the real hot button sensitive issues that nobody wants to talk about and everybody's sure in their own side on who's right and who's wrong and I tend to harp on these a lot I think most of our conversations I think that we have even just personally <laughs> involved some of my issue with this yeah I can't help it but this week the Lord really put it on my heart to talk about it more I mean because I've been warring with this yeah, you have even been for, praying against speaking about this, and it's like the more you're like, Lord, I don't want this to be just about me. I want you see his truth so clearly mm -hmm. in this situation, but you've been warring with not wanting to speak on it because you want to be sure that God's truth is what's shining through, not just your thoughts and opinions. And so I just want to make sure that I share that you guys, this is something that probably takes up about like 80% of Brandon's conversations, but he never, he tries to stay away from having this because people do s draw such clear lines in the sand on this particular issue and they get so defensive about it. Um, but he has been praying, Lord, just take it away. Don't let me be getting worked up over this, you know, or whatever. And it's like the more he's been praying against it, the more he's I been... I get, keep getting pulled back <laughs> yeah. towards it. Like the more you keep praying against talking about it, the more it just seems to like grow and grow and grow. And there's a couple reasons. For, there's a couple re reasons why I kind of stop myself. Um, one of the reasons is because I know it's definitely an issue that is very touchy to people. Yep. Um, this cuts deep down into family, personal friends. Yeah. Um, this this issue just goes deep. Yeah. And people get very defensive right. about it. Right. We're fortunate that we do have friends while they agree in some aspects, they don't agree totally. Yeah. And and we're fine with that. I'm not I'm not really I'm not condemning them for that. I'm not saying that I'm right, they're wrong for how they believe or how they mm -hmm. interpret. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is is what, um, I guess just pointing out some certain definite truths in this issue that seem to be lost. Well, and I know we're building up to it, but a lot of this is really, really necessary. So yeah. a lot of this suspense is not meant to. Yeah, but I think, you know, I think scripture, when you truly look at it in a quite literal form, not trying to make anything out of it, but just taking it for, for you know, face value at what it says, it's fairly clear on many issues, not every, but many issues that we're going to discuss. And I feel like as a whole, within the church right because that's what we're normally talking about growing up churchy within the church i feel like as a whole the church kind of lets those scriptural truths kind of go by the wayside when it comes to this particular topic and we like as a church kind of should all lean to one side regardless of anything right and that's the issue that yeah we have. So go ahead, dive it, into your topic. Well, I mean, no, you. I mean, you brought up a bunch of good points right there with it. Um, 
it, it's just, it's always been fascinating to me how touchy this issue and subject is. Yeah. And you guys, I recorded, we already recorded this episode earlier this week because I was just so fired up. <laughs> I mean, I was just, I was going at it. But I didn't feel right about it. Yep. I didn't feel like I wanted, I, I didn't feel right about it, the, the whole thing. So I said, forget it. We'll record it at a different time. We'll do it. We'll do this at another time. Um, and then this morning, I think, was my, I woke up and I had prayed last night that I'm really feeling strongly still about this issue and I still need to talk about it and I still need to, to throw it out there. Um, but if you don't want me to talk about it, if you want, if I'm wrong and you don't want me to, then definitely just take it away or steer me away from it. Um, but instead, but God, (laughs) and again, I'm not saying that God is speaking to me and telling me all these truths and that everybody else is wrong. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying it by, this is just personally sharing with you that, um, I woke up this morning as I do, said a quick little prayer and then started um, just going through my phone. Checking headlines. Just checking headlines and just reading different things. Checking on the state of Damascus. Yeah, seeing if... <laughs> anyway. Um, but funny enough, an article popped up from on Facebook from Desiring God, which is John Piper's ministry, um, which I love. And although we are near... We definitely disagree on, definitely disagree on quite a few things, but I love Piper Mm -hmm. and he's awesome. And in this, and in this way, um, I think he's incredible and has such a true, pure heart with this, even though I know a lot of people will disagree, but this article popped up on Facebook. It's actually an older one. Yeah, it's an older one. It's back from, so... 2016. Yeah, it was from 2016. So this is before, I mean, this is in during election madness, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, this is this is before a lot of, this is, This wasn't meant to be a trash piece, you know, on something. But um, he wrote it in 2016, and it's called God's Call to Leave This American Mess. And we'll go ahead and link it in the description mm-hmm. on this so you all can read it. Um, again... There might, there's a couple little parts in the article that I, you know, I don't necessarily completely agree with, but I think about 98% of this article is just absolutely amazing. And I just kind of wanted to, uh, to touch on a few points in the article and then a few points of just having just a general conversation on it, I guess, um, from what happened this past week. Um, but let's this, just say in general, your point of this conversation is to discuss why as Christian Americans, which I'm assuming most of you listening, or if not all of you listening to this are, why we should not be so wrapped up in our country. Right. And it sh- why it should not be so intertwined with our lives and our faith right and i mean besides the fact that we're called to be foreigners living in this earth because <laughs> it's yeah i'm not again i don't mean to this is this is just truth and this is something that you have to to fight against and this is something that the apostles fought against 
This is something that, mm-hmm. and, and this is still something that you have to stand firm in and you mm-hmm. can't let this happen. I see this week has been nuts yeah. for, um, I guess you would say the, for Christians, for sure. Christian news. Yeah. Um, obviously we've had everything from pastors saying a bunch of just absolutely deplorable things on radio shows, you know, caught with a hot mic mm-hmm. saying some pretty messed up stuff, uh, to, um, pastors saying pastors, some deplorable things on pastors radio. saying deplorable things on the radio about evangelical Christians, um, calling them spineless morons because they don't agree with your political ideology. Yep. And that's kind of what all of this is going to center around. And we, we constantly talk about Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all these different things, but it's a great window into the human um, into our into our world, you know, it gives us just a view of of what's really going on and how people really feel, and it's giving people a voice. To, I mean, it, nobody this, has a filter anymore. Well, yeah, and you know what? <laughs> this really should be scary to you personally because if we all believe that we're going to stand in judgment, and especially, I mean, not for Christians. Well, they don't believe that, so I guess that just takes that away right there. But just to let you, I mean, one day you will stand in judgment, and that will be a record against you. I'm not saying God's going to sit there and look at your Twitter feed or your Instagram feed, but what if he does? Well, that's kind of the point. What if he does? Like, Like you're, you're condemned by everything that you say and everything that comes out of your mouth and how you act and the fruits of the Spirit. Well, and that's kind of like, you see so many deplorable things from professing Christians that are going out and it's like, he doesn't even need to look at anything else. Heck, just scrolling through your Facebook feed should give us a good yeah. sense of your heart and that's yeah, scary. And, and you can tell looking through every social media outlet that professing Christians really need to, I'm not going to pronounce judgment on them and I'm not going to question sure. their Christianity. I'm not going to do either of those two no. things. Mm-hmm. But I will suggest that they go back and read their Bibles yeah. because I'm pretty sure you don't understand like and unless there's some something that you're portraying on social media i mean or or even you were killing me with you said that the other day what's that new meme that goes around it's like some of y'all never had to wait for the vhs tape to rewind yeah it shows, and it shows. But, you, but you said the other day yeah. some of y'all don't read your bibles and it shows and ever since you said that like i keep looking at these various things and i'm like i honestly can't think of any better answer for these various issues, then that's it. I mean, you some of y'all don't read your Bible, and it shows. Now, I am an extremist on this issue. Oh, and really? I, yeah, I think this is this is definitely an issue for me that I have to keep in check. But you acknowledge that just because you may feel this way, this isn't the answer that everybody sure. must feel. And that's the what same I have to you. keep in check. Yeah. Uh, and that's what this whole conversation is going mm-hmm. to be kind of based around is just that. I don't... You people just don't understand. You you don't. You don't. You know, all of this actually, let me just say this for anybody who does not know you. This is actually kind of a very funny topic to see you so passionate about. You're passionate about it in many ways, not just because of this here, but... You guys, 
I came from a household where we didn't talk about politics. We knew nothing. Like I, we, my mom to this day, you cannot have a conversation with her about even the things just currently going on because she just will not communicate and with you on these And what's funny topics. is I come from a... That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay. So that's the type of household I come go. from. Like literally my mom to this day, you try to be like, hey, what's going on in the new... And it's like, we do not speak about that. That's the type of household I come from. Braden's family is the household that I remember one of the family photo albums they opened up and showed me, and at the beginning of it was a picture of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I am not even kidding you yeah, guys. Yeah, we were they, that house. They are that house. I am the, we, I come from the build the wall Republican household. Oh, that yeah. is where I come His from. His family is so unbelievably political. I mean, to the point that his family actually like works in politics. Like they're they're not just people that just run their mouths about it. They're people who truly do yeah. live out this right winged conservative political family. We have had the um, voter signs in our yard and in our car and the the thing like when he comes from and is very educated on all of this political stuff. Yeah, his I'm a family, reformed Republican. Yeah. Like, I'm not... But his family is all about it. It literally envelopes everything um, to even sway slightly to a liberal sense. You are the black sheep of the family. Like, he... But they're very educated on it. Like, it's not mm -hmm. like this, like, redneck hick type picture you get in your mind where they're just, like, waving their flags. No, no. I have like, a sister. My sister is a lawyer i have a brother that is that that has worked in politics in washington dc yeah. in the white house yeah. so so your family under president is, w but i just think that's worthwhile to note that your family is very heavily involved in a political sense and always has been so this i think why this issue is so um near and dear to you because you see straight through to you know these issues but you guys are very educated on them you're not just ranting and raving for no yes reason. and i think that's worthwhile to know it is not that you come from like not understanding these things or whatever that doesn't mean any of us are right by the way sure well, <laughs> imagine that and i definitely although i now i don't i mean i don't consider myself political at all if if any if anything think you have to lean libertarian mm -hmm. just because that's what our a free our country was founded on was more of a libertarian view not either or um but all that i count all that is trash because i gained christ so it doesn't matter what i am i'm i'm a servant of christ that's what i am i'm not democrat i'm not republican i'm not any of that but uh, even just that basic fact most people won't agree with right they will say that it is the same or that it's but what you have to understand is you're attaching an ideal mm -hmm. to god mm -hmm. which that's a slippery slope jesus isn't a republican no and it could be in that and, it, and, and you can run into we've talked about the term before syncretism mm -hmm. um where that is mixing a political ideology oh, in this no, you might have to talk about it didn't you go through the syncretism on the one that we ended up uh, i guess maybe recording? we did i don't want to go too far okay. into it on this one though maybe I'll, i mean if anybody really cares we'll talk more about it but mixing these two ideologies together mm -hmm. and forming this it's better suited for 
I think people that would say, well, that's not what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is better suited for um, Gnosticism, which is mixing. It was at the time of the, uh, uh, you know, in the first century, it was mixing Greek mythology and Judaism and mm-hmm. Christianity and all these weird, they ended up really, really weird. Um, but also it fits in the way of mixing these political ideologies and nation nation ideas to God like we like we attempt to do with this country mm-hmm. we attend we constantly say well we are a Christian nation founded on Christian principles uh, and not no sorry oh, the little story sorry tell you? yeah no yeah that's what the storybooks will tell you but that's not the truth that that's that's not necessarily 100% truthful um, most of our forefathers weren't even correctly professing Christians they I mean they were deists they were most of them so you you know no I mean yes we we were definitely founded on different principle you know which is definitely better but you can't tie that to you know they'll go well the Ten Commandments is in the Constitution you know like they yeah. people ignorant people that's 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 the one that I always so get the Illuminati pyramid and on I'm the like, back of your dollar okay I, yeah I, again whenever you exactly and and maybe a one dollar bill is a perfect example of this because yeah. we have in God we trust and then we have all this other just that syncretism a dollar bill is is that you're mixing the two ideologies and you can't. God and slapping God on everything, yeah, and calling and, and, it holy and righteous. And, and you say, well, it's you know, it's it, again, it's a representation. Listen, God doesn't need any representation for Himself. He does great at that. Mm-hmm. So He doesn't need you throwing this out there for Him. And He's not. He He honestly doesn't care. I mean, take it to, take it to Scripture, and take it to Isaiah forty seventeen. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. They are nothing to him. In context, Isaiah is giving the prophecy and the promise to people that are going to be exiled to Babylon to the promise that he's saying, hey, you guys, don't worry. Don't you worry. I can. So that's the context of it. But still, that doesn't take away from the meaning of all the nations are nothing before him they're counted by him as less than nothing and emptiness nothing matters the united states of america does not matter the europe does not matter the only physical place and nation that matters is ethnic israel and that's not for their own doing that's because of god that has nothing to do with them so it's not that they're special and they, 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 they have pride as they're better over everybody else. That's not the case. That's God. Every other nation is counting as nothing. Absolutely nothing. Let Remind yourself of that. Does that mean that the United States is nothing and hasn't done good and hasn't had a, a, a halfway decent history? Um, no, that doesn't mean any of that. That, that. that doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is it doesn't mean in the grand scheme of things, in the larger plan, it does not matter at all. Well, at the end, we know one nation will stand, and it's not America. And even reading further in that same—I I love this part. It's Isaiah 40. 
If you read Isaiah 40, I love it. It's great because it goes on in 21 through 23. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? Is it he who sits above the circle of the earth? Okay, flat earthers, don't even start. That is <laughs> and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. Who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Okay. He doesn't care and he doesn't need any help or any representation. Well, he so, uses this as a tool. It's not that he has to have America to go and be a godly nation and to do these things. No, he's used America as right, his tool as to complete tool. certain things. He doesn't need us to be great again and do the... It's not dependent upon us and a nation and what this nation might vote and do. Like, we need to make sure that people are voting correctly so that God's will can be done. Are you kidding me? Listen, there's a certain reality to things in the world and the evil in the world. I definitely understand. Um you know it's well, just like the the first hot button you know button topics and this was a video that we got like the most dislikes on yeah. we had the most flashback was the wall episode and people were like like oh you're stupid you don't understand i'm like no no i get it yeah <laughs> I, I definitely get it i i understand that there's a real threat and i understand that there's real boogeymen that will come get us i know i said that kind of <laughs> sarcastically but I, no there is a real evil and there is I don't want to make light of that. And I don't want to make light that America doesn't have the right to um, protection. Um, I definitely, here you go, Trumpers, I'll agree with you. Where the liberals make it an issue, it's not a, it's not a humanity issue. They're making this some morality issue, like it's a moral issue. Building the wall, it's like all of a sudden immoral. It's like... No, building a wall is not immoral. That's stupid and ridiculous. That That's insane. So, no, you're wrong, liberals. Yay, Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, you're right. Okay, so I'll give you that. Um, that's an insane argument that makes no sense. And there's definitely these, these ridiculous arguments on the liberal side of it that are saying that, you know, these things don't happen, you know, or, or whatever their little liberal arguments are. See, I don't even agree with them to this day. I think they're stupid. So this should show you that I don't have that much bias, that I don't have that much patience for it. But um, no – listen, we're talking about real people, real lives. Mm -hmm. It doesn't – it doesn't matter. The Bible is available for every, and, and God is the God of every single man, person, child, but everything. So we're not exclusive in God's grace, and, and we don't hold anything for So to us as Christians, even though there's a certain reality to the world that we live in to these people as christians there's always that that other side of it that we have to take before we become a citizen of whatever nation that we're at 
listen, we're not. We're children of God, so we have to take that into account first. Yeah. Okay, that that needs to be first. And a lot of people are, are rising up saying, oh, America first and not, you know, we need safety. And what, what are you going to do? Just leave your door unlocked at night? And it's like, oh. okay, we again. Is it not Isaiah as well, though, who says, woe to you who are depending on your armies to be yes, your protection yes, and to keep and, you safe? Yes, and your chariots and, and your charioteers are not trusting in the Lord your God. The whole book of Isaiah gives you that theme of fear and 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 protection from God like you you know the the difference between that don't don't be fearful and go towards man and trust in man and do all these things and, and if completely... your security and safety is coming from what America provides you right our brave men and women, our police officers, our secure borders, our whatever, you know, the things are that you want to have. Yes, those things exist. I understand that. But if that's where your sense of security and freedom is coming from, again, we reference, you go back to the book because... Right. It's not, so that's not where it is. So we, I mean, we as Christians must look at these people as there's men, women, and children in there specifically women and children which would be widows and orphans um i'm not going to make an argument and a pitch here of whether or not we're supposed to um you know not oppress the foreigner and do that i'm not going to bring that up and say let them all flood in i'm not going to do that in this this conversation that's not what we're talking about so we're just talking about the holding on to everything american first and foremost right over and then any making these making these strong bold claims about these things because we've got these problems and and as a christian standing firm and making slanderous bold claims over something that's a true tragedy mm -hmm. i mean it's not build that wall keep us safe yet okay well there's also there's also people there that there there there's a tragedy there regardless of whose fault whose job to take care sure. of it is there's a sadness there because these are lives um not as privileged lives obviously and yeah some of it's gang drugs murders all that i, I mean that definitely comes in but come on people this is not this whole wall argument that a lot of people are getting wrapped up in and, and, and Christians that we see in the comments and this is the part where it's like you don't read your Bible and it shows mm -hmm. because even if you agree or disagree on the wall issue there's still a, a Christianity there's still a the God issue there of what come what are you saying what are you you're talking about a child of God like that you're you're making a claim for this country and this man to keep you safe Woke you're you. putting this first and God second. You're saying, well, Trump is doing God's will. Well, no, 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 no. You put God first and he's like way down here. Yeah. You don't ever say anything about a man or about your, your nation or anything first. It's God, not anything else. So you keep you, you, you end up saying these slanderous things and sending or, or sharing these just or posting or, or making videos of just these absolute and I look at these Christians and I go you're a professing Christian and you're saying this you should and I said this in a couple episodes before but you should never feel any strong anything that strongly about that you need to post something about listen ever since I joined school and went through it and have dedicated my life to this there's honestly not one single 
issue other than the fact that Jesus isn't number one that I feel it completely <laughs> strongly about in our world today. And but it apparently God wants Trump to build this wall and and do all this. And again, I'm not I'm not having this do it or don't do it argument, but I'm saying Christians, you have to learn how to back out of this argument and not hold this much of a staunch opinion on it to the point where you're making slanderous, ridiculous claims and not even thinking about the reality of the situation or even stopping to second guess yourself and saying, well, is this really what this is about? Yeah. Is this really about safety? Is this really about something that we need right now? Again, we can all answer that question and say, no, it's probably not because we have so many other threats in this country inside what will soon be a walled country is bleeding it's bleeding dry and we're and we have this false it's 100 percent false sense of security in this administration in this time and period that we're in that this is god's will for these things to happen that we are to change them and that we no that's not the case at all absolutely these things are god's will and everything that is happening is his will that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying is, is it's not his will that he didn't put a president in place for us here for us to look to this reality here in this in this present time to no he put this president and this sense of security to put your eyes towards him that's exactly what he did to point your eyes towards him, not towards a country, not towards a man, not towards your present comfort. This That has nothing to do with it. It has to do with, holy crap, it's time. Because like our good friends at Rapture Awareness, which we'll do another podcast on this later, but I love their tagline where it says, Jesus first, Rapture next. There's so much in that statement that I can't even, I'll talk for like 30 minutes on that. So, but my point being here is that Jesus already came and the part that we miss is that he's coming back and he was coming back in a time that birth pains would increase, which birth pains are these things that we're seeing, these things that are quite evident in our society, the, these arguments that you conservatives and you you claiming christians are claiming these the rise in these things and the persecution in these issues and all of these things are pointing to christ's soon return not towards your again not towards your comfort here on this earth these things that are in our society that are running rampant guess what you can go read romans and find out what's happening with this this is called the wrath of abandonment. God has abandoned this country. Not that he ever really necessarily completely had it because we just read earlier that, hey, you know, the nations really aren't much to him. You know, it doesn't really matter what piece of land that you're standing on. It matters where your heart is. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I, he just, he uses all of this to just point to him and you all are missing it. And, and like I said, in Romans, the, this wrath of abandonment, you can see God gave them up sexual immorality. You can see um, adultery, greed, murders, all these different things 
that we deal with and that are increasing on a daily basis are exactly what he was talking about. And he told us that it would be in a time that seemed delayed. It seems like he would take a while. It seems like this would drag on and drag on. So this, these things are going to get worse. Nothing is going to get better. It's already prophesied that it's it's wasting away and it's 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 passing away. So when you're seeing some kind of hope, so that that God has a comfort and a right way to do things here on this earth, other than Jesus Christ coming back and ruling from Jerusalem, <laughs> then you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. Dead wrong. And that's that's the truth of it. I mean, you just you can't you can't love God and country. You you have to love one or the other. Jesus made this very very clear to the Pharisees. He made this very clear to everybody. He also made a clear distinction that there was a distinction between these two. He says, "You people think that you know God. You don't." And it says, well, you look like you know God. You sound like you know God. You're talking like you know God. You're telling everybody else how to live your life like God, but nothing from your heart, and you're not living your life as such. And you're not, I mean, you're just, you're blind guides. Well, and it's First John 2, 15. If you love the world and anything of the world, then you don't love the Father. It's that simple. So if your time, attention, focus, money, thoughts work everything goes towards the things of this, this world, world. And then the you things, don't love god and people don't understand what the things of this world are they worldly things do you understand what worldly things are worldly things are your normal everyday affairs they're not just like a a cd of a bad band that you don't like that's yeah. satanic that you're like this is worldly here take it now See, i don't I have don't, anything yeah. worldly in my no, this is this is your everyday life. This is your this is your existence here on this earth. Politics, what you wake up in the job, morning and do. This how is, you spend your time. Exactly. This is your, your in hobbies. this time and place. Mm -hmm. And it's and guess what? There's no comfort. There should be no comfort for you here. Because you're separated from because Christ. Because you're separated from Christ. And we are to be persecuted because we live this life in Christ. So what, where's the comfort in being guaranteed that we're going to be persecuted for living a life in Christ? And if you're a professing Christian and you're not being persecuted, maybe you need to go back and figure out if you are actually a professing Christian. Right. And, and persecuted <laughs> in the way of you don't necessarily have to be. We think of persecution in the way of cutting off heads. Well, yeah, that's definitely great something. persecution that, that, you know, that's horrible, that there is definitely real uh, persecution that's happening in the world right now all around the world mm -hmm. um, here in our country it looks a lot different we have definitely have um, a privilege a, a blessing dare I say blessing from God um, in this country it? well we do I mean and, and we definitely and this is where I do I, I, I don't want to completely seem anti-american but because I, this is where we do i mean i definitely appreciate the opportunities that we have the opportunities that we've been given oh but yeah I think, you look at china and iraq and sure. all these other places and, oh gosh and he, yeah, he, he, he set me on a, a better piece of rock than he did a lot of other people 
that made it a lot different. But then now, you look at the deepness and the trueness of the faith, the the real Christian faith that comes from the underground church in China and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's like, man. But you couldn't handle that, America. Oh no, American you American that. Christians wouldn't last a you minute. Never We'd all would. fail so fast. Every all of single us would. one. Yep. Every single person. I mean, it, you couldn't handle it. And that's why I love when Francis Chan talks about his time over there with the underground church in China, and he tells them things that, like, American Christians do, and they're like, that's that's not being a Christian. <laughs> you know, like, if you guys are interested, it's a really good thing to look up yeah. because it just will open your eyes, I think, as posh little American Christians, you know, to really open your eyes and be like, what the heck are we doing? We're a bunch of fools. Yeah, and God, you guys have to understand, too, that Piper makes this um, point in the article here, and I know I said that we were going to kind of go over some points in it, and I haven't yet. <laughs> um, one of the points that he makes in it, though, is that it'll get really bad at home before, and God sometimes uses situations mm -hmm. close to you that where it seemingly looks really really bad around you but it's to get you to move out and to spread the gospel but you need to think about that that means get out of what you know and and that has to be a a, a thought process and something that you have to think it's different for each person um, but what he's what he's calling you to do there is as you see these things start to happen and these things are increasing and it starts to get uncomfortable I think it's fairly uncomfortable when Christians are being forced to do things here inside of our free wonderful country that we don't want to do and we're getting put in jail for it we're getting fined for it we're getting you know like our kids can't pray at school and we can't exactly and, and we as you know, we were talking yesterday, and I said, we as Christians in this country, it's like looking at a car accident mm -hmm. and just staring at it. And talking about, like, our house and, and what we need to do at our house, but just while staring at this horrible, burning car accident. Oh, yeah, that's bad. You know, we can't pray in school. That's definitely not one of the things that our founding fathers wanted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's definitely not. Okay, here's my American hat again. <laughs> okay, so I agree with you. That's, that, that We should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Can't. We're in a world that doesn't want it. Yeah. It's not just schools. It's a world that doesn't want it. A world largely that has rejected God. In a world that is large, in a country large that has largely rejected God, yeah. even though we swear up and down we don't because we have a Christian president and <laughs> because we say God bless the U.S. and because we are founded on Christian principles. So these are our claims. So these are our. I'm sorry if you went to court, this wouldn't hold up. Yeah. That dog don't hunt. It, that dog does definitely not hunt. Thanks, Andy. Um, although he would really disagree with me on this. Anyway. Um, uh, no, I, I think he... I actually even heard him 
um, he said before that this is actually one of his problems because he's completely like on the other side <laughs> in, but he's also admitted he's like I understand that I'm a proud American and that's my pride and I should never have I never should be a prideful anything yeah well, which is funny too. That always gets that, me. Doesn't that always so, get you, American? So yeah, if you're an, I think if you about are it too. a Christian, but you also claim to be a proud American, how? How? I need that one explained. Yeah. Biblically. Biblically. Not, not out of any book other than the Bible. Yeah. Biblically, tell me how you get to that conclusion that that's okay how can you be a christian a follower of christ who calls you to live as a foreigner in this world because your citizenship is in heaven but wave a flag and call yourself a proud american maybe thankful thankful sure thankful be american you're comfortable sure. you enjoy it you're thankful for sure. it of course thankful. that's what you have thankful that's to fine. god for what we were just talking about for not being you know, not having to suffer the same persecution as, as a lot of our brothers and sisters do. And to give Although, you an opportunity to serve in the way that you do. Right. Although sure. we are suffering in our own way. Sure. Um, but thankful is one thing, but that's not what you get. Everybody, you're proud to be an American, right? Right. Or at least I know I'm free. Okay, well, there's like much freer countries than us, but whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, so this... Um. Yeah, how long have we got on this one? I don't want to keep running. 40 minutes. I'll, okay, so I still we still got a little bit of time. Yeah. I'm not talking everybody's ear off yet. Ranting everybody's ear well, off, I'm sure I guess. everybody's probably left by now. Either left, probably by now. anti-American liberal. Yeah, I'll hear this. I know this one's going to get lots of hate comments probably, but I don't care. Like I said, I don't care. I feel But I don't understand pulled. why it would. If you are a Christian, yeah. a follower of Christ... Well, why are you clinging on to a it's, worldly nation? It's just because it's largely understood, and here's the problem with it, that like, even skeptical people that aren't, aren't sure where they lie on the mm -hmm. on, on this stuff should even acknowledge that we know for 100% fact that Christianity in our country today, we are we have a large Christian nation. Largely Christian nation. Sure. But we also know from church research that about 80, 90 per, 90 is on the high end, but it's probably true, percent apostasy in the church. Yeah. In the country today. Well, when you're able to do nationwide polling, asking if just being a good person is enough to get you into heaven. Right, and, and that, that you're referring to the majority of Christians. The exact article or the exact statistic that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, and the majority of Christians said yes. Yes, and this was a large poll that Pew Research did. Yeah. Or was it Pew? Yeah, it was. Okay. It was a large one that they did. I don't remember the exact name of it, but it was huge. It went over a lot of people. Yeah. Um, of Christians. A lot of Christians in every state that they had that came together on this. And I thought it was every state. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but they said being a good person. Putting it, you know, and, and you look at some of these answers and you're like, huh. Our okay. American church this, lives well, in apostasy. Our, our American church lives in apostasy. So if mm -hmm. we're a Christian nation and we're claiming this and everything's good and, and, and great and we're a Christian and we're fighting for the... Well, 
it's where's our problems then? Mm-hmm. It's got to be with the majority. It has to be. Mm-hmm. It's not with the minority because the minority is barely being heard. We know that from just our own personal polls and, yeah. and and statistics. I mean, and then you just see that all over the place too, that it's just, it, it's being cried out. John MacArthur once said that the church could die a thousand deaths of, like the, the church, well, how was it? It was, the church has spiritual AIDS. It mm-hmm. could die a death of a thousand heresies. Yeah. The modern church today. Spiritual AIDS. And it does. It really He's does. He's right. Yeah. He's a hundred percent right. And you see that everywhere. And the problem is, is what what is being pushed out and what is generalizing our Christianity is now in the White House and right next to him in the White House. He's got advisors, he's got people, you know, he's got different pastors that just like one of Billy Graham's greatest regrets was that he got involved too much into politics. And then you look at his son. And then you look at his son that's doing the exact same thing. And Billy Graham got in a lot of trouble during the Nixon administration for things that he said yeah. that were recorded and and he got in a lot of fire for that. And that was definitely something that was not a proud moment in his career. Most people don't know that. A lot of yeah. people don't know that. But this isn't this isn't always the people act like it's new. It's like finally we've got a godly man. It's like it's like this has been trying. This has been happening since forever. Forever. Yeah. You know, it, it, Billy Graham and Nixon. We had <clears throat> now. It's it seems like Trump and Paula White and and Jeffries, Jeffers. Jeffers. Yeah. Um. And everybody. And, and his political advisors there. We see. The, can, the, the Christian evangelicals are, are lumped into these, I call them Fox News Christians, because that's just what the kind of general viewpoint of it is. It kind yeah. of sums it up. I don't, I don't necessarily mean it to be a derogatory term, but it, it kind of is, I guess. But I'm not trying to slander anybody there, but that's what I call them because – if you're, if I see and, and hear what you're saying, and, and you're saying the words of Christ, and then you're saying these things that are coming out of your mouth, and they're slander, oh, you're hypocrisy, sl- you're slandering deceit, yourself. You're, yeah, you you've you've done this yourself, buddy. And you go and read the Bible for yourself, and it will tell you that you these people deserve a strong rebuke, and they deserve a strong just kick in the pants for it. Um, Paul hands them over to Satan. So you take that for whatever you want it to mean. I don't know what it means. I, I don't know that I want to know what it means. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we see that that's just like kind of the, the idea and the stuff that we're pushing out. And honestly, it just, it disgusts me. I see it and I go, that's not fruit of the spirit. Regardless of how you feel on any kind of issue, number one, you shouldn't be this involved in this temporary shell and period of time that we're in you're so involved in 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 making this thing that's perishing you know you're you're sitting there just trying to polish it with with heresy i mean it just is just 
it just baffles me. I don't understand it. And I believe that if people were spent more time in the word and less time on Fox on, News on Fox News or in anywhere else. <laughs> anywhere else. And I understand it's it, it, that that not everybody has time to study deeper into these things and but I would advise you but do you go do. back and I feel look like into we all things. I don't care if you're working five jobs right now. You have time to be in the word. Because oh, we all have time to do something, right? We have time to shower. We have time to maybe read our favorite books or watch our favorite shows or get a little time doing our hobbies or whatever the may You can prioritize to have time in the word right and look how easy we even have it now you can have a free app on your phone that will read it to you you just put in your headphones while you're exercising or, or at work or, or whatever you drive in whatever and you can be in god's word we can i don't care how busy you are it can be a priority in your life i mean look at like lex and travis when they're here you look at you who you do this full-time so full-time you have all this Travis, on the other hand, mm-hmm. works a full-time job. Right. Dude works like crazy. Right. And he dedicates but most of his time to this. But every moment when he yeah. is working can have yes. his headphones in. While he's right. in car in his car going in between jobs and right. to and from work, he's listening to sermons. He's listening to, to scripture. He's doing all those things. Well, I think he would probably say he would love to be able to be in your position where he could just do this right. all the time and not have to do anything else, but that's not Okay, his and even, when we're, even while we're throwing him out, I'm not necessarily saying Travis puts a stamp of approval on this message. We may, we, no, no, no. We, we, we def, I know we definitely differ in a lot of different ways, and I love Travis for it, um, and, I, and it's good to have that. Somewhat disagreement there, too, between people. Like, again, my own family doesn't disagree with me. Doesn't agree with you. Or, I'm sorry, doesn't agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the point just being that you can prioritize your time in Scripture, your time in prayer, your time with God, regardless of what your schedule looks like. We just choose to not prioritize it. How much time do you spend just scrolling aimlessly on your phone through Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram or whatever? You could be in the Word. And we're all guilty of this. We all can bump this up a notch in our lives. And if we spent more time focusing on that versus focusing on what the media is telling us, what other friends are saying, what family is saying, what TV is saying, what music is saying, whatever the case may be, if you strip all of that away, okay, well, what does God say about all of this? Well, I mean, I guess I can kind of sum sum it all up. And again, I'll we'll post the article so everybody can read it. I think it's a great read. Uh, but summing it up and just what the truth of the matter is, no matter how you feel about anything, though, that this world is not our home. No, we are just passing through uh, in this short this short period of time. Our eyes need at all time to be focused on Christ, and our dedication needs to be there. Christ isn't necessarily found in your job, in your church, where you think that, that or where you've been taught that he is, is where he's not. Because he doesn't care about all this. Mm-hmm. This is all different. This is something that is completely different. Um, 
it matters how you live your life. It matters what you do. Where your heart is. Where your heart is. But this is a temporary period of time. And for followers of Christ, this never gets easy. He himself says that we will be persecuted just for believing in him. But we're supposed to rejoice. And we're supposed to be happy in that. And we're supposed to love our enemies and do these things. And yes, um, this does mean being somewhat, somewhat passive, um, in a, in a sense, not completely, um, but be passive like Christ. Just act. Just be like Christ. You need to. You need to go read the Gospels. Find out. Go read Isaiah. Find out how how Christ humbled himself and how this was definitely for a purpose. But that's that's our goal is to be like the example of Christ. Not the warrior Christ that's going to execute justice on his own when he comes back. Mm-hmm. But the forgiving, merciful Savior that that he was so that that should be our aim so there this country nothing this america gave you nothing nope you didn't no god gave you Everything. everything this country did nothing for you this country was just a nice shell for you to be in but that doesn't necessarily mean that things are nice that's the other I guess that was the other point that I didn't kinda if we're to be persecuted as followers for Christ well we don't have the police coming in yet Knocking down our doors, ripping out our Bibles, stopping, arresting us, putting us in prison. You know, we're not martyrs in other countries, you know, where where Christians are being killed and in some cases still crucified and, and just some mm-hmm. crazy things that are happening to, to Christians in other parts of the world that have always happened to Christians all around the world. Well, if we don't have that in this country, nor will we. What kind of persecution and what kind of life are you living that, that, that you're going to be hated for Christ? Well, look around you. Look at what's happening now. This is the way persecution happens here. This is the way that it happens. These things and your comfort level here, you getting pushed out, these things not becoming popular, you not being able really to go, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't go to public school and I want to pray. Well, guess what? Homeschool. You know, that because you're not going to win this battle back. You know, it may, it, it, it may be if God allows the time, if God allows it, and if God wills it, it may be a roller coaster up and down where things might get a little bit better and things are okay, but then it goes right back downhill. It only takes eight years, four years in some cases, for things to go downhill with the president really quick. Clearly, Trump in just three years has done things like that are just mind-blowing 
So don't think that any victories or anything good that you have now can't be absolutely completely trashed and just said if you're if because that's got that might be God's will. You don't know that. So that's where your concern doesn't lie in that. Your concern lies in him and living for him and serving regardless of who's him, president regardless who of his president who has anything. So that was my whole big rant on it. Um, we will go ahead and post the article. I didn't touch on every single piece of it that I wanted to, but um, if anybody cares, it'll be in there and they can read it. 